The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Friday morning. And I want to thank you for taking this week and joining us this week as we have been in the Word of God. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 119 here in just a few moments. If you'd be willing to do something for us, if this has been, if this podcast is an encouragement to you, one of two things. One, would you be willing to go to the platform you use to be willing, especially if this is on the audio side, and leave a review in the area like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, things of that nature. If you're listening to that through the audio format, uh, it, it helps us. It really just help the cha- it helps the podcast to grow, become a recognizable, I promise you, our desire is not to become well-known or popular. Our desire is to get the Word of God out the best we can. And this is a way you could help us with that if this is an encouragement to you. You could also share it. Uh, and then maybe as well on your different social media platforms and any way that we can hopefully be an encouragement to others. And uh, But we want to thank you for joining us today. Psalm chapter 119. This morning we've been going through the last few, uh, several episodes through the chapter of 119 and as it's been broken down by the Hebrew alphabet. The letter today is Ayin and uh, kind of AI. Um, it's a unique, it's a diphthong type idea, but that's how, uh, that's how they would say it. And so we're going to look at these verses real quick. And most of the time we'll focus our attention down to just a couple verses that I think are really helpful today. Psalm 119 verse 121. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine own oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore... I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. I hate every false way. So we're seeing some similar things that David has said before uh, as he deals with uh, the love of the Word of God, deals with enemies going the wrong way, deals with people um, who have chosen not to make the Word of God uh, his law. They made it void. They made it empty. They view it wrong. They don't take it seriously, however we want to word that. And so we see David really struggling. So he starts off with talking about his enemies, and he says, I have done right. I've done my best. Have done right. Please leave me not to my oppressors. Don't let those who want to hurt me have the effect they want to have. Lord, please use your, your, through your grace and mercy. Please allow me to be able to see you know, and, and to see your goodness. Yesterday we mentioned that that his testimony would not become none, none effect to him as he's done right. He says, "Be surety for thy servant." Really, the best way in verse one twenty-two is, "Lord, be kind of like a bodyguard. Lord, be my protector, my bodyguard." In midst of all of these things, let not the proud oppress me. Let not those who do wrong. And David's got a lot of people out to get him, a lot of people against him, and he's saying, "Lord." I'm trying the best I can to do right, to stay in your law, and I'm asking you not to let those who are doing wrong have influence. But, and then later on in the section, we'll skip a couple of verses, he says, verse, 20, verse 126, it is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. What's he talking about? They've made void, empty. The word void is empty. Made empty the law, the law of God. They, they act as if these things aren't real. They don't really care. They, they've created their own law. They, they don't follow. They don't seem to care. There seems to be an apathy and indifference towards the things of God. And, and inevitably, any, if, you've, if you've been saved for any period of time, 
you've either struggled with this or you've been around those who, for whatever reason, just don't seem to think that the things of God are really important. And I hope we understand. I don't think we need to walk around praying 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and in mourning and all, you know, the picture that people give of the, you know, the extremity, extremity of Christianity. But I think there's a difference between somebody who wants to go that extreme and somebody who says, well, you know, I ran in middle church and I randomly concerned God, but I don't really, the word of God is not really of influence. Oh, well, they don't say those exact words. It's generally what happens. As a pastor, you see this. Be, I see this. It can become a burden for me because it seems like you know God's working, you know what God's trying to do, but it doesn't seem to be grabbing traction in some scenarios. And you wonder, what you know, is it me? What am I doing? And, and so it's easy to become consumed with what we think to be perceived opinions of other people's reactions to things. And by the way, that might be true. Uh, your view of what other what you see might be accurate, but I think what we've got to be careful about in this, because the moment we start saying people act like me, uh, we've moved away from what we think. We moved away from biblical Christianity to well, everybody's got to act like me. Not everybody's going to. They're gonna. They have different backgrounds, different personalities, different experiences. Not everyone is going to act and respond to everything like you do. And so you have to understand that just because someone may be more emotional you or less emotional you or, or they, they respond to life differently doesn't mean that they're being apathetic. Um, but he, so what I want to do is I want to take a moment and just take the last couple of minutes and focus our attention on what I think was one of the greatest things David could say in these verses. And I hope it's something. By the way, the, the, what's going to be said, what we're going to look at, it's not the easiest thing to do. By nature, it is easier to notice the failures and the wrongdoings of other people one, over good. We, we, when we assume and we want to run and talk about something, we naturally run to a negative. It is just not natural for us to see the positive for whatever reason. At the same case, it's easy for us to see the negative in someone else way before ourselves. And so let me, let's look at these couple verses here. Um, he says in verse 122, Be surety for me a servant. Let not the proud oppress me. Lord, protect me, guide me. Then verse um, to 123, mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Lord, I, I desire for your for deliverance from my circumstance and for the word of your righteousness. Lord, my eyes fail. It's not the first time he's made this statement. He says, I am getting tired. I'm, get, I'm discouraged. And Lord, I, I'm, as I wait for you, I feel overwhelmed by the fact that I've not seen you act as I hoped you would. Lord, my eyes fail. I'm discouraged. I'm tired. I'm, I, I'm begging you to do something. I'm begging you to move. And I'm just getting very tired. And it can be get like that. But then he gives one more thing that I think is so important. He says in verse number 124, Deal with thy servant, me, according unto thy mercy, and touch and teach me thy statutes. He mentions two things. Deal with them according to thy mercy. Aren't you glad that God would deal with us according to our mercy and not necessarily by what we deserve? I think that when I look at this, you know, it's, again, it's easy to point out the negative of other people. God, deal with them. But the key is, are we allowing God to deal with us? You know, it's a simple thing in church. It's easy, you know, we can easily point out the hypocrisies or our perceived, what we think is someone's hypocrisy. We really don't know them. Uh, it's different. See, here's the thing. We can't know the heart of people. We can't perceive to know the heart of people. We can't know their thing. We can't know anything about them. And so I think the greatest thing as Christians we can do is not be as concerned and consumed about what we think people are doing or not doing or things of that nature. I think the thing that starts with revival in our homes and our church and everything will come down to this. Lord, deal with me according to that mercy. Lord, deal with me. 
Lord, help me to know. In the midst of all of these things, David points out, Lord, I got enemies against me. People seem to, to, to be careful, careless. And David was probably right in his, um, in his understanding of what's going on. But he takes a moment there to say, Lord, deal with me. Help me to be right. Help me to be in the right direction. Help me to, to see me. Help me to see you. Help me to see where I'm right or wrong. Help me to keep focused. And frankly, if we could say anything, it's one of the greatest things, greatest and yet hardest things we can do in our journey. Lord, it's not about deal with that person. Lord, it's not about fix that person. It's not for us to even know whether that's even something that needs to be done. Really what we need to do is say, Lord, help me to see me. You know, if you, you ever done, you ever thought about this? give people around you the opportunity to say whatever they want. Wouldn't that be kind of scary if people could just, with no fear of retribution, say anything about you? Uh, when I was in junior high in, in children's church, I, never, I don't know why I remember this, but the youth pastor said, what if we sent one of you out of the room and then anybody could say anything they want, what they thought about you, and we'd never tell you, what do you think would be said? He was teaching on a testimony. And I thought, man, that scared me. I hope he doesn't actually do this. You know, what are people going to say about me? And, you know, some of it was fear of embarrassment or what, you know, they don't like me. You know, the things of young, younger children, which doesn't always go away. But when I look at that, I'm not saying we should do that. But I guess what, what we get from that is our view of ourselves is often different than others' view of us. And so what we need to do is not be, con- one, concerned about what we think of others or what I think of us. What we need to be say, Lord, about me. Speak to me. Teach me. Um, again, it's easy to think about what we need to do, but it's not always easy to do because if we honestly come to God begging God to open our hearts to the reality of us, you know what just might happen is he might open the reality to us, of us. He might help us to see uh, how we are as a husband or a wife or a child or a parent. He might allow us to see things that we have just become blind to and that we need to change. And that's not always the easiest thing to see. But by the way, it is one of the best things to see. It's not always easy. No one, no one likes to be told they're wrong. No one likes to be told they need to get this and they're not good in this area, especially if it comes to an area we think we're good at. And so what David says there is, teach me, deal with me according to my, thy mercy. Or don't, don't treat me the way I deserve because I know if I were treated the way I deserve, I deserve wrong, bad things. As Christians, we deserve hell. And God has treated us with mercy and grace and offered us uh, a place in heaven. When he says, deal with me according to thy mercy and teach me all thy statutes. Lord, please continue to deal with me in grace and mercy and then teach me. Help me to see what I need to see about our circumstance, about me, about the word of God. Lord, help me just to see what you need me to see in this situation. See, God, God may not use me to work in other people. God's going to do the work. You know, as a pastor, I teach and I do what I can and I try and encourage. God is the one that does the work. Each and every one of us look at that. So I think if we were less worried about our situation and what we think is going on and be more concerned about what we can learn to, what we, how we can learn and grow in that, it would absolutely give us a greater view of God and how we can grow. May that be our desire. Again, what we're talking about is not always the easiest thing to do. To ask God to evaluate us is not always easy, but it is necessary and it's great. It'd be the greatest thing we can do for those around us and a walk with God. And I'm convinced, as I've seen in my life, the closer I get to God and the more I allow God to help me to work on me, the less I get concerned about other people. And may that be our greatest desire is to Lord work in me. And then God will take care. And if everybody did that, we'd have less issues to worry about. May we learn from David today and how uh, there's a lot of other things we can point our attention to, but may we keep our attention. Lord, teach me 
teach me thy way, teach me the right, and keep our eyes on him. Again, thanks for joining us uh, in this week, uh, throughout the week, for letting me be part of your day. It's greatly encouraged. Again, if you're willing uh, to leave a review, I know if you're watching this online, it's a little different if you're watching through Facebook or YouTube, uh, but if you're listening to this later via podcast to the Apple or Spotify or Amazon and all the different platforms, if you'd be willing to go leave a review, it is a, it's a huge thing. Uh, it, it makes the uh, podcast more recognizable uh, for others and just an opportunity. Again, we're not designing to become... Uh, you know, viral or not become trying to become known or pro- uh, popular. We're simply just hoping to be able to encourage others. And we've seen some of the numbers go up and those who are listening. And hopefully we can continue to be encouragement there. Thanks for joining us. If you live in our local area, we'll hope you join us Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, at live in-person services. We hope you join us at 10 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the evening. We are keeping an eye on the storm coming in for the evening service. And so we'll keep you up to date, up to date on that. If you can't, if you're not in the area, you can't make it, join us online. Uh, we will live stream both of those services, and we hope they'll be an encouragement to you. Thanks for joining us again this week. We hope to see you again on Monday.